Hi, good morning, everybody, depending where you are in the world. Uh, this is Sophie uh, from the China Business um, Network. Now, today we've got Prince uh, today. He's based actually in uh, Nigeria, in Lagos. I'll, get, I'll let Prince uh, introduce himself a little bit in a minute. Now, Prince is actually the uh, vice president of the um, Lagos China Business uh, Initiative. Um, and also he's president of the Real Men Network. Um, so today we're gonna talk about, um, Prince has been doing some amazing things in Lagos actually. And today we're gonna talk about uh, skills. He's uh, doing a skills acquisition program. And we want to talk to Prince about what he's doing and, uh, and the reasons why. So good morning, Prince. Yes, uh, Sophie, good morning. Um, it's a pleasure to be with you this morning. Thank you for the invite. And also thank you for the opportunity uh, or the platform uh, to share with the world what we are doing in Nigeria. So thank you once again. So Prince, could you talk to us about uh, why you started this um, skills acquisition program? Where did it all start from and why? Okay, um, so I would uh, like to address uh, the why. Um, so what we try to do all the time is to identify a need and then to seek for solutions. So we see in Nigeria that there's a growing need or the disparity between um, graduates and then the ability to be gainfully employed. So when we, when we identified that there was a problem, the question we asked ourselves is why do we have a growing army of um, graduates being churned out yearly um, from our Nigerian universities, but who cannot find um, employment or who are not employable? And so we saw that there was a need or there was a chasm and then we, we're looking for an avenue to be able to plug or to profile solutions um, to the need that we found. And that's where the skill acquisition um, um, the program actually started. And then as, as, as we progressed, we saw also that beyond just providing a skill acquisition program, there was also a need to provide um, internship or a mentorship program, so that aside empowering people um, with what to do with their hands, we could also provide an avenue for them to be mentored by those already in the field. So that's why we termed it the skill acquisition and mentorship program. So um, the why was there was a need. And then in response to that need, we came up with a program um, that would address that need. Um, perhaps, let me also state uh, from the onset that the skill acquisition program is not, is not uh, particularly um, our initiative. We also saw that this program's been replicated all over the world, particularly in Nigeria and Africa. And then we felt that um, it could also be tailored down to our needs in our community. And since, um, since its inception, we've recorded um, numerous testimonies of lives that have been transformed uh, by the introduction of the skill acquisition program. So in response to your question, basically, it's 
we identified a problem um, which was unemployment, the higher rise of unemployment in our environment. And then we felt that one of the ways to, to address that problem was to introduce a skill acquisition and mentorship program. Yes, so, so what you're saying is that the unemployment uh, prints, is that mainly among young people? Is that what you're saying? So they're coming out of university uh, with qualifications, but actually the problem is that they can't get a job. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Nigeria has a large population and sometimes um, large, large populations could be a blessing at other times, it could be a cause for worry. And in Nigeria, uh, with over 210 million persons, um, we haven't grown, our resources hasn't grown, or let me put it in a, in a, a better way, um, our, our, our population hasn't been a blessing, so to speak, in terms of administration and governance. And so you have, um, jobs that are shrinking, companies are leaving the country. Of course, there are other factors that are responsible for this. So you have a growing population, young persons that are going to school, coming out, and they're not being able to find uh, jobs to match whatever they learned in school. So you have a large army. In fact, statistics shows that about 1.8 million graduates are produced every year in Nigeria. And so the question is, when you find this large army, how do you recruit them into the labor, into the labor market? So, um, and so that's where we are at the moment. We have uh, the inverse system that is churning out the graduates. And then these graduates are not being absorbed um, gainfully into into the industries where, where they have studied. So there's actually a large, a large gap. And so what this, like I said at the beginning, what the skill acquisition program seeks to address is to create an avenue that absorbs or a platform that absorbs or teaches people or these young persons how to, rather than seek employment, to create so the idea is to move gradually away from consuming to producing, uh, from seeking help to creating an avenue where you can where you can also offer help to others. Um, so that's what that's what the target actually is for young persons um, who just left school. And then when we started the program, we saw that there was a much more bigger need, and that need was. We also have people who have not been to school and who have also lost confidence in themselves and do not want to return to school, but who have to fend for themselves. So now we are dealing with those who haven't been to school. In fact, let me say this, uh, when we have to return to this, Nigeria has the largest number of out-of-school children, about 10.2 million children, uh, the largest in the world do not go to school. And so as they grow older, um, completely out of the schooling um, system in, in, in Nigeria, they begin to look for menial jobs to do. Um, some of them take to vices, and that's where we come in. 
we identify them and then encourage them to be part of our skill acquisition program. And then they are certified. And then we help them rebuild their confidence in life and then motivate them. And then we create a pathway on, our, on our, or an avenue that they can meet and speak with um, mentors and be mentored. And then they have a new lease of life. And then some of them have turned out uh, better than they were before we, we met them. Yeah, so it's, it's actually, it's, it's quite important, isn't it, Prince, that, you know, uh, if people don't have the skills, uh, they can't actually then fend for themselves. So can you just tell our audience, uh, Prince, what type of uh, skills uh, are you, is your program teaching people? Okay, um, the, first, the first thing we like to do on the skill acquisition program is that we seek first to address mental issues. Um, when, when I went, the, the last time I, I spoke about um, those who haven't been to school, one of the things that we try to address is their conf confidence. This is purely mental. And then we seek to motivate them, to show them that there is still hope in life. So to instill, to instill hope and confidence and self-esteem is purely mental. And so we bring in those who have failed, um, when we bring in our mentors, one of the things that we try to show them or try to make them understand is we, we, we say to them, we know that everybody talks about their success stories, but people hardly talk about their failures. But people want to see if you truly succeeded, were there times when you failed? The answer to that question is yes, there were. So on camouflage yourself, tell us in reality if you have failed, tell us you failed. And how did you do the transition from being a failure to being a success? And that's what um, those who attend our skill acquisition programs want to do, want to hear. They want to see how did you transit. Um, so the first skill, if, if you permit me to call that a skill, is we teach them how to, to transit from depression to building their confidence, to building their self-esteem. And so once that is addressed, the next thing we want to do is to show them the possibility of, of what is in them, latent abilities and capa uh, capabilities that God has instilled in them. We want to show them that there is more to you and stop looking outside, begin to look inwards. Now, so first is mental. The second is psychological. We want to reprogram you to show you that um, you don't have to be absolutely dependent on external factors to succeed. There is so much more in you that can actually help you succeed. So um, the skills that we teach are first mental, then secondly, psychological. And then the third and most important is what can you do with your hands? So those are the areas, the three, three broad areas that we look at. First, mental, second, psychological. And then we dwell more on what you can produce with your hands. So in that area, we're looking at um, confessionaries, how to produce 
um, things that you can sell. Um, we're looking at cosmetology, um, how to produce basic necessities that are required in, the, in your image and environment. We also look at music, and then we look at um, the crypto space, cryptocurrencies, NFTs. Um, we look at graphic designs, and then um, we look at um, photography. Uh, okay, I've mentioned music. Uh, we look at um, hair, hair plating, makeup, and the, and the like. So, uh, of course, um, on year on year, every year, we look at skills that are relevant to our environment, and then we try to introduce them um, to our participants. But basically, broadly speaking, the three areas that we concentrate on are mental psychological and then what you can do with your hands yeah because I, I think it's it's a mindset first they always say that you you know you have to deal with the the mind first isn't it so actually if a person doesn't uh, believe or has lost hope then it's going to be very difficult for them to go to the next stage isn't it so how long in terms of process does that first part take Prince in terms of the mental Okay, um, it's, it's actually an ongoing process because sometimes yeah. um, some of the youth that we meet are people who, who, who are in their late, late teens and sometimes some of them are in their early 30s, some of them in their late 30s. So you see those who have been battered by life for a very, very long period of time. It could, it could take a while to um, reprogram their yeah. mindsets. Um, so... At the skill acquisition program, the first we actually run it for seven days, sometimes three days. Um, but on the first day, the first thing we want to do is to address the mental issues. And then afterwards, um, once this once we are done with the skill acquisition program, the mentorship program actually lasts for uh, three months officially, and then unofficially um, could last for a longer period of time. Um, but within that period, we, on a daily basis, provide you with a network of successful persons all over the world, professors in their own right, persons who have done well in their own chosen field. And then they are, on a daily basis, bombarding the mind with um, programs that are geared towards helping people have a reorientation about what life is and how they can transit again from failure to successes and how they can build their self-confidence, build self-esteem, begin to think positively about themselves and then to begin to envision that there is hope and that while there is life, there is more that they can actually do for themselves and to, to leave the, their depressed states and then begin to harvest or unnest the gifts that God has actually put in them. So um, it actually takes a while, but on the first day of, of our program, and then subsequently after the skill acquisition program for the next three months, we, uh, we devote ourselves to trying to change um, the mindsets. Yeah, that, that, is a, that is a big thing, isn't it, really? Um, so can I ask Prince, is that, who started this 
feels like a bit programmed. Is that something you started with other people? And how, how did you go about organizing something on this scale? Okay, um, so when I was made uh, the president of um, the Real Men, Men Network, one of the things that I did identify when I started in my introduction, I said was we were looking at how to make an impact. And so we, we identified a need. The need was the huge gap between uh, those who've gone to school and the ability to secure an employment. Um, so large army of educated persons, of course, I did explain to you that that, that category did, uh, did expand to those who have not been to school, but there is limited spaces to employ or to absorb those who've been to school um, and also those who are seeking for employment. Employments are scarce or jobs are scarce. And then those who are seeking for those employment are in a limited um, supply. So we identified the need and then we began to profile solutions. So this was our initiative. Before we came in, no other person was doing it. And so we thought this was how we could do it. We could teach people how to fish rather than um, the mindset that they had that people always had to provide for them or they had to seek employment from those who have actually created something for themselves. So this was our initiative in, in, our, in, our, in, in our response to the need that we saw on the ground. Um, so that's first. And then the next thing we wanted to see was what skills or what opportunities were relevant to our immediate en environment. What could we teach people so that in the next six months, they will be able to fend for themselves? And that's how we came up with this initiative. Um, of course, like I did say, it's not original to us. It's, it's a program that we see replicated all over the world and we thought it was going to be relevant to our environment now in terms of funding um, we have we have relied solely on our personal forces to be able to fund the program uh, donations from from partners from friends um, from those we've spoken to um, and that that's how we have been able to sustain the program um, but you you may, may want to know that this method is not sustainable because, of course, we, are, we have very limited funds. And limited funds also may, means that there are limited number of persons that we can actually admit to the program. Um, but if we have access to larger, larger, a larger pool of funds, uh, we'll be able to accommodate more persons and then be able to train more persons or, uh, or absorb more persons in the skill acquisition um, scheme. Right, Prince, I just want to ask you, I want to bring you back a, a bit. I've got a number of questions for you, but could you just tell the viewers, what is the Real Men Network? Okay, so the Real Men Network is actually the men department of the Dominion City. Dominion City is um, a global church that was started by um, Reverend Dr. David Ogwele in Nigeria. And it has grown 
um, and, and it's spreading like wildfire all over the world. And so the Real Men Network is actually the, the men um, department of that body. And um, we have, like I said, we have a, a, a growing followership. Um, so the, the Real Men Network, like I said, it's, it's the men's department of the Dominion City Church. Okay, so the, what is a Dominion City Church then, Prince? Is that like a, um, is that a church that, that is it a Christian based? Is it Muslim based? Just, just for that one view. Yes, yes, it's, it's actually Christian based. Okay. The, vis the vision is to, the vision is to uh, develop leaders that transform society, develop persons that transform society. So um, again, it, it sees that it marries with the vision of developing human capacities and helping them see the need to transform the environment. Yeah, so I just want to go back, Prince, because you said that uh, you, you touched upon the fact that actually the funding in terms of, uh, you know, has been an issue. Um, in terms of um, how is your, uh, the skills acquisition program set up in terms of, you know, if, do you have a company or is it just an initiative uh, that you are uh, working with and as you grow and develop, you will, uh, the structure will be, what, what is the structure of that? Is that, is that under, uh, is that under an initiative or how, how does it work? Because obviously if people are looking to fund something like that, they're going to be thinking, okay, well, how, how can they get involved? Okay, so um, at, at, at this point, um, we, have, we have seen and been able to, to run the program year on year. Yeah. And then we have recorded some very large stories, testimonies of persons who are doing incredibly well um, with the skills that they've acquired through us. So what we plan to do going forward is to be able to replicate such success stories in all the 36 states of Nigeria. Uh, we've been in touch with a couple of persons also outside, outside um, our immediate environment, our city, the state. And then uh, we have also received invitation to be able to come and then replicate such programs in their own environment. Like I did mention to you, it's, it's a Nigerian and, and, and a problem. Um, so it's not just peculiar to us. So in terms of structure, mm -hmm. yes, we started, we started with the state, but then the plan is to expand. And we also want to see how we could do the program at least on a, on a quarterly basis. So in each state, we have we'll set up um, a committee that would seek for a venue at their publicized program, gather persons together and then teach them and then also provide mentorship. Of course, um, COVID has also shown us that we don't actually have to have these meetings physically. We could do online and mentorship programs and people also would benefit immensely. So the idea, the structures we're trying to build is to see how we could spread to the 36 states, have, um, representatives in all 36 states of, of the Federation of Nigeria, and then be able to run those programs simultaneously, quarterly in all the 36 states. It, it, it is really inspiring because it's very, it's very much about entrepreneurship, isn't it? 
It is about yeah. self-development and it's about self-help, isn't it? Uh, and it's I, about addressing the issues uh, which pe real people are facing uh, on, on, on an everyday uh, level. Um, so in, in terms of, um, in, in terms of what, I mean, in, in the future, I mean, how many um, of these skills training program are you hoping to do a year? Yes, I, I, I did mention that uh, yeah. we want to see how we could do it on a quarterly basis. The idea is to have at least on a yearly basis, um, 10,000 persons per state attend our skill acquisition program. So you're looking at um, 10,000 per state times 36 states. Um, so that will give us, that gives an idea of how many persons we want to be able to impact on a yearly basis. And then um, I did, I, I, I forgot to mention that um, part of the skill acquisition program also is we also see, want to see how we could help participants be able to assess loans that will help them grow their own SMEs. So that's also part of what we plan to do. So if we give at um, 36 states times um, 10,000, that gives us about 360,000 persons per year. So um, that's the vision. The vision is on a yearly basis, be able to educate or be able to teach and mentor um, 360 uh, per year. And then in the next five years, um, we're looking at persons about um, 1.6 persons per year, you know, in, five, in five years rather. Yeah, so Prince, you mentioned that you're uh, giving people loans. Is that right? I mean, how does that work? How have you, uh, are you have you partnered with a, a company or something to give the loans? Is, is that correct? Okay, so that's that. I believe this is why uh, this um, this broadcast is 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 quite important. Um, we are actually um, seeking for partners who would work with us and who, who identify with us, uh, who would also identify with the need to provide um, sustainable means of helping people build capacity. Um, of educating people on the need for teamwork, um, help people um, who are willing to learn, learn and also be productive. Um, one of the ways this, one of the ways that we can actually mitigate against the rise of violence and other vices is to, is to provide an alternative means for people to be gainfully engaged. Um, so um, that's why I believe this is why this broadcast is, is actually necessary so that uh, companies, individuals, agencies, uh, NGOs um, can actually partner with us and be able to fund this vision and empower lives. Um, imagine 360,000 persons every year, 1.8 million persons in five years. Um, that is huge, and of course, um, like a, like like a domino, like a domino. Um, if you're able to impact three hundred and sixty thousand persons every year, uh, and then they also set up their own businesses and employ at least at least a minimum of um, 
of two two persons in a year, then you're looking about of about um, seven hundred and twenty thousand persons every year. So it's going to have a multiplier effect eventually, and uh, of course, society will be better for it, and then our funders, partners will be satisfied that their monies or their funds are judici judiciously being, being, being deployed. So this is a very, this is not short, short term, is it? This is a no, very no, no, it's long not. term, yes, uh, this is long, term, long term, term plan. Yeah, Exa so can, exactly. So can I ask you, what are you looking for uh, in terms of uh, partners, sponsors, what, 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 what's your immediate need? What do you actually need? If you could just reach out to our audience, we have many businesses uh, who listen in into our podcast. So what exactly are you looking for? What, why, what, what kind of business or sponsorship do you want somebody to reach out to you for? Okay. First, um, I, think, I think the, the citing criteria that we look out for when we seek for partners and uh, the first is genuineness to want to help. Uh, it, 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 it goes beyond just throwing, throwing money at, at projects. It's a desire, a passion to want to see the life of persons become better. That's where, that's where we start from. And that's where we encourage all our funders to begin from. It has to be a passion. It has to be like a calling, like a desire, a burning desire to want to see lives change. That's the first. And then the second is... We want to more 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 than the monies that we would get is the mentorship program. Mm -hmm. uh, we do we don't solve issues by just throwing monies at them. It doesn't work that way. There has to be uh, some genuine desire to provide mentorship and internship. Let people see others do it, and then of course they would believe that it can be done. Of course, it was Nelson Mandela that said, uh, people always doubt what you say until they see the man who is doing what, what uh, okay, I'm trying to paraphrase this now, but I think what he was trying to say was, people always doubt what is being said until the man, until they see a man who is doing it. I think that's, that's what he was trying to say. So the point is, People always believe what what is what is going on or what is being done, and, and it's 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 more believable than when it's just on paper. So the idea for us is let's have companies come in and provide mentorship, and then of course there has to be some form of um, funding also involved. And from our calculations, um, we require about five million dollars per year to be able to run um, these programs quarterly in a year, and be able to provide them um, skill acquisition programs for about 360,000 persons every year. Yeah, so we've got uh, about five minutes left, Prince, but what, what I'd like to say, it's been really interesting talking to you. Um, and I think as our viewers get to know you uh, over time, uh, one thing that we would like to do with you on the China Business uh, platform here is, is to get updates from you uh, about your skill acquisition program, what's going on, uh, seeing if, uh, if you can get the, uh, the companies to contact you regarding the mentorship program, and also just having the passion 
you know, to help people so that they can help themselves. So I think that's one thing I've, I've got from you here is that actually what you're doing is that you're providing people with skills um, so that they can help yourself. But actually you're addressing a, a fundamental issue, which is to do with a lot of graduates coming out of college and university uh, uh, and them not actually having a job. Um, can I ask you one question, Prince, before um, we've only got about five minutes, is that have the role you seem to be taking on, um, has your government or anybody in your government department reached out to you uh, to, to try to work with you to try to address some of the issues? I'm sure our viewers would, would be quite interested to know that. Okay. Um, um... Government is also actually playing its role, um, in all fairness to them. Uh, there are several also initiatives that the government itself has initiated um, to help to help ameliorate um, this, this problem. Of course, government also is involved in skill acquisition programs and projects, but um, government alone can't solve, solve all of our problems. It, uh, it, um, they can't. And so that's where we... we individuals like us and organizations like us um, want to come in and also provide um, other platforms that those who the government cannot reach um, could also have access to the same program um, that, that government is also providing on one hand. So yes, in, in, in all fairness to government, I think government is doing doing so much in that regard. But again, um, given, given the magnitude of our population, um, the, um, there's a limit to what government can afford or can do, because of course, um, resources are, are limited and government also has to, uh, all the things to cater for. But this is a niche that we have found and we think that this is our calling. This is an area that we, we can bring maximum impact to our immediate environment, and then be able to help um, alleviate uh, persons, develop capacity, develop um, um, productivity, um, reduce re de dependence on, 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 on um, governments, and uh, be relevant and become employable. So, uh, but directly, we haven't had any direct contact with, with government agencies or, or government officials. But uh, whether or not uh, they reach out to us, this is what we want to do. And as long as we continue to make impacts, we will continue to do what we're doing. Yeah, so what you're doing is, is much more from a private entrepreneurial uh, exactly. platform. And, and actually our, our programs, you know, our businesses are private uh, entrepreneurs. So I, I just want to reach out to my viewers here. Look, if, if there's anybody, I know that, you know, uh, a lot of my viewers, a lot of my uh, businesses out here, I know that you are interested in skills acquisition because I've read a lot of your posts where a lot of you are moving towards this, the, you know, looking at skills, looking at, you know, the the impact. I would, I would say, look, listen to this podcast and you know, if you want to get out, uh, get, get hold of Prince, I'm going to put all his details as I normally do onto the podcast and you can reach out to him uh, and see and, and start the dialogue, start, start the talking, because, you know, this is a long term strategy. 
uh, that that Prince and his team has. Uh, you know, so if if it's not this month, it's going to be next month or the the month after. Uh, but please reach out because you know Nigeria is an emerging market, and uh, you know um, the most one of the most important things that uh, we know is that if you if you don't have a skilled workforce. Um, you know, uh, it, it can have, it, it causes huge problems, especially uh, when a business or a company is looking to invest also in that company, if they're sending over machinery and things like that, they want to know uh, that, that the, 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 the people know exactly what they're doing. So please do reach out to Prince. Prince, uh, just thank you so much for attending this podcast. Um, We've got under a couple of seconds to go, so we'd just like to say goodbye. Thank you, Prince. Yes, thank you very much, Sophie, for the opportunity. And uh, of course, like you rightly said, we would also provide updates and be accountable to all our funders and our partners um, that want to key into this. So thank you once again, for Sophie, for this opportunity. Um, I am personally grateful to you. Thank you. Thank you, Prince.